0: Welcome to The Computer is Your Redacted, where you can listen as four experts in artificial intelligence, technology, and culture play the classic role-playing game Paranoia, and navigate a horrible and occasionally hilarious dystopia. Remember, everything is improvised, and only our players decide where the story goes next.
1: Welcome to Alpha Complex. Alpha Complex is maintained by the all-powerful computer, and the computer is your redactor. And remember, fun is mandatory.
0: we have brought together four incredible people exploring where technology and culture are going. We believe that play and improvisation are opportunities to resist the automation and homogenization of culture. And so we have put them in a game set in a future world where things have gone badly. And now a sneak peek of episode three.
2: Hey, I am realizing after the fact, because I was like, cyborgs, I'm excited. But I was like, wait a second, there are consequences to my action, I wasn't told.
3: I would assume that really, along those lines, really wealthy people would do what they want. People without money would not get to do those things, and there'd be like a logjam of ethical concern somewhere in that middle range. The shuttle door opens with a squeal and a whoosh.
0: And you find yourself several feet above a shuttle bay. Around the floor of the bay lay dozens of clones, naked and exhausted. Others are twirling and twirling and. so much twirling. Do we still have the mops? You still have many, many. You have too many mops. You have an excess of mops.
4: There can never be too many mops.
0: In Episode 2, our players found an oasis hidden away from the eyes of the computer, but their infighting got them cast out, and now they have to figure out what to do next. And so I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing a little thoughts on the relationship between the natural world and, and the computer in this game, and how you responded sort of emotionally to finally coming into contact with sort of nature in the world?
2: I don't know. I just immediately be like, oh, we're in a wide space. The oxygen is probably better. You know what I mean? Which is silly because I don't know. It's probably clean air either way. But the implication of color in any capacity immediately being like, oh, we're, this is a much safer space than the lack of color.
0: Which is interesting because we're all wearing jumpsuits of different Mm
2: -hmm.
5: colors, right? right? But that feels different. I, I didn't really have a reaction to that which I think is what's interesting. Because I, I essentially brainwashed myself successfully to see these things as negatives. It was just so easy for me to wipe that kind of awakening, which is what that would have been.
3: Like, the world as it was set up was set up to, like, funnel the vision of it so that really we were unable to, like, our... It was always a pushback to see it as what it was. And my, my initial response once we got into that space was like it has to be permeable to something outside of this then.
4: I caught that like sunlight was probably this thing that we we didn't realize was coming through the, the ceiling, but I, I didn't realize that the colorful things were flowers. The, oh at all. No, not <laughs> until like it was made explicit.
5: But I mean that's just how manipulation works though, right? It's just like so that was uh, it was just effective. Manipulation, you used uh, words that made it harder for us to engage in an alternative narrative, the, the one that was, you know, we were supposed to be supporting. I didn't really catch on to anything until you made it explicit. I was just like, so locked into this mission. And then the conflict,
0: like, how did that feel? Like, I felt uncomfortable.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I, no, nobody was following the mission. You're all just failures
3: being intentionally contradictory to other people's actions and and uh, selfish and then also like realizing how feeling like sort of trapped within this random set of skills that that i had that it's like well you know we, we kept talking about programming it's like well i'm not gonna try and program them because my skills are science guns and melee i, like, I can fight and figure things out
5: felt myself sort of wishing i had all sorts of influencing skills which I don't have. I could figure out where to go and I can run away and I can lie about it. Like, does the implausibility of this world
0: matter in how you play the game?
5: I mean, if you're kind of in a setting where you are confused, then this would be a very honest feeling and it's very hard to coordinate with other people when you are confused about your environment and your objective. It was like it's essentially impossible.
3: How to collectively problem solve when. The systems are opaque.
4: I guess the only tension I've been feeling is that my character has, you know, its flaws obviously, but I've kind of embraced them. And But within character, I I, I can't sort of go along with the sorts of suggestions that, that Yaz is giving that like, you know, me would be more into. I have to just be like a oui, jackass. Oui.
0: Welcome back and let's reintroduce our players.
3: My name is Ian Garrett. I am an associate professor of ecological design for performance at York University.
2: My name is Yasmina Matallah. I am an artist and art worker.
5: My name is Martin. I'm some mixture of a strategist, a researcher, and a designer.
4: I'm Catherine Stinson. I am an assistant professor at Queen's University. My position is joint between the School of Computing and the philosophy department.
0: Episode 3, Body. You come to consciousness. You open your eyes and although you've never been here before, you know where you are. You are in another red clearance briefing room. You are seated in a chair and surrounded by other people. These people, in fact. You are all wearing your now familiar, poorly fitted red jumpsuits. Recently cleaned, though you have no memory of cleaning or taking them off. Or putting them on, for that matter.
1: Greetings, troubleshooters. Are you happy? Excellent a huge congratulations on the successful completion of your mission any questions excellent you are ready for your next mission while the challenges in sector f e b have been addressed sector t o r 6 f is now experiencing unrest While cameras are no longer active in this area, the final images we received are alarming. I am sending the video feed we recovered directly into your cerebral implants. No, please don't thank me. I am, after all, your friend. What you are seeing is a large crowd of clones in TOR6F acting in a wildly inefficient manner. Different color levels seem to be participating in this behavior together without regard for protocol or rank. Jumpsuits, perfectly designed for all their needs, have been carelessly discarded. Orange and yellow sector leads are freely cavorting with infrareds and troubleshooters. TOR6F is one of our key soup-making centers, now available in extra-gritty, and work efficiency has collapsed. Your mission is to enter sector TOR6F, reconnect camera systems to the main network, identify and eliminate treasonous activity, and find the source of this offense. A small shuttle has been allocated to take you to T-O-R-6-F, down the hallway behind you.
0: The film Computer shared with you was alarming. Yes, the oversaturated colors and unnecessarily loud volume was a shock to the senses. But what was contained within the video was truly disturbing. Naked clones spinning madly around the room, smiling with mouths open and strange noises coming forth. Areas normally covered with well-made jumpsuit fabric were exposed and pixelated. A quick glance down your own jumpsuits confirms that this pixelation applies to each of you as well, in real time. You are distressed at not having noticed this previously. The room you are sitting in is full of electronics in various states of disrepair, but mostly broken. There is only one exit that you can see. The lighting is dim and occasionally flickers. There is a strong smell of soup.
4: Is anyone else feeling hungry?
3: Yeah, that, <laughs> I think we soup. should all have some of that soup. <laughs>
4: it's, I really want some soup.
3: If they've got extra goodie, I'm in.
4: I think I, we I, should follow the smell of soup. And that may lead us to the answers we're looking for.
5: Somebody's putting something in the soup. Something Ooh. gritty. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's <laughs> possible. You grind up some things. That's how like you get like medication. Grit. I'll just say that as a child, <laughs> I had like I care it was like an asthma medication that was like basically sand. My parents always tried to put it into mm. Non-Newtonian fluids.
2: Are we following the smell of the soup to find the people?
3: (laughs) Yes,
0: yes, yes, of course, of course. (laughs) Chapter 1, A Shuttle Ride The shuttle is a bright and alarming yellow. Looking inside, you see that seating is quite cramped, as the vehicle seems designed for two or maybe three passengers. Surprisingly, the smell of soup has not faded and, in fact, may have intensified. A pilot dressed in yellow impatiently gestures for you to get into the shuttle.
1: I get okay. in first.
0: Grab a seat. I may grab a seat. Okay. Throwing my friends under the bus. I sit on Ian's lap.
4: Okay. <laughs> and I take the remaining seat.
0: Uh, the door closes quickly and you are in motion almost immediately. What's your violence and melee?
5: Negative one. <laughs>
0: That's a wound for you, Uh and other laps that are violence and melee?
4: I mean, we're enjoying it, I think. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 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 Yeah. You still get wounded doing things you enjoy. I've got two.
0: Two? Okay. Yeah, no wound for you. Now, while our troubleshooters are in transit, let's check in with our players and see how they are faring. Why do you imagine genitals are pixelated in real time in this world?
4: Maybe that's just what they look like. They've got to be made of something. <laughs>
0: now extra gritty.
5: Well, I mean, there's, that's just only one sense. You know, like, do they feel like pixels?
4: Do you want to give it a shot?
2: <laughs> <laughs> do you want to try it? I mean, uh, we're, not
5: there, we're not there yet, but I mean,
3: you two are I mean, aren't much, you also much pixels? better at... What's that?
2: Aren't we also pixels?
3: No. Does that mean that everything <laughs> is <behind laughs> being filtered? Yes, uh, yes, yes.
0: Directly in your eyes, that, that basically.
3: But is it filtering out genitals, are we seeing a mediated feed that includes the filter over the genitals?
4: Oh, I see.
3: That's what I thought the sense of
2: touch could uh, overcome.
4: (laughs) I take the evidence of my eyes to be like a a reflection of reality. Right. Because that seems like the obvious assumption to make.
2: It looks like pixels,
4: they are pixels.
2: I think the computer just doesn't want to see what we see. So it just pixelated everything because he's like... I don't want to see that our we don't own care genitals that things are pixelated.
3: pixelated from us I like how do we relieve ourselves
5: it's <laughs> a pixelated orgy sounds very clumsy,
0: and what do you imagine will happen to the body as our world becomes more and more automated?
4: I'm predicting that since everybody is like missing personal interactions that we're all going to sort of rebel against the like automated tellers and things like that, and that like actually having cashiers who you have a real conversation with is is going to come back into style big time? I think it's like maybe a little bit more
2: willing to be like part cyber work, you know what I mean? Just like having, being part robot, because if already like your eyes have cameras in them and things like that, I'm much more willing to. You know, if, if like I want to quote unquote upgrade my arms, then I'll just buy an arm off the market, you know?
0: Or cut it off a clone who's sleeping. That was my intention.
2: <laughs> Let it be known that my intention was to be a cyborg, only to discover it wasn't allowed.
5: <laughs> well, picking up on, on that, I think the, uh, the natural impulse will be to sort of, like, improve parts. We'll improve this part and this part and this part, and eventually we'll have a very complex web of things we've attempted to improve. Sort of kind of like that's how technology operates, which is, of course, the exact opposite of a complex system like our, our body. So we'll have a like a false sense of being able to improve or control that system.
4: And you'll have to pay like a subscription fee, a fee. for yeah, like yeah. The, the new joint in your ankle. Yeah, well, freemium. Until you die, and the price <laughs> will keep going up. I mean, yeah, you more you'll, flexible. You'll, you'll you can raise it
3: above your head for yeah. a price. Yeah. And
4: they'll like figure out what your thoughts are based on like the flexion of your ankle. Yeah, we'll,
3: we'll,
5: we'll, people will be incented to sort of like improve more and more parts, but then of course it's gonna cost you yeah. over time. So it becomes a so.
2: completely classist system where it's like, you know, the the higher you are, it's just your brain and it's just a robotic body, and the lower you are in the system, it's just you're much more likely to be human. I mean, you're the one who brought this up. Hey, I am realizing after the fact, because I was like, cyborgs, I'm excited. But I was like, wait a second. There are consequences to my action. I wasn't told. I wasn't told there'd be consequences.
3: Along those lines, really wealthy people would do what they want. People without money would not get to do those things. And there'd be like a logjam of ethical concern in somewhere in that middle range So you've arrived,
0: the shuttle door opens with a squeal and a whoosh, and you find yourself several feet above a shuttle bay, or what used to be a shuttle bay. Around the floor of the bay lay dozens of clones, naked and exhausted. Others are twirling and twirling and so much twirling.
3: Do we still have the mops?
0: You still have many, many, you have too many mops, you have an excess of mops.
4: There can never be too many mops. <laughs>
0: <laughs> their jumpsuits are filthy and heaped in a pile to the side of the room. Some clones are sitting in pairs, facing one another and staring at the face of the clone across from them. Some are giggling. Some are crying. Some are waving their hands slowly in front of themselves. At the back of the bay is a door, perhaps to an elevator. In front of the door is a large repair bot moving in slow circles around a pile of broken bot parts of indeterminate make and function. As the door to the shuttle opens, two or three clones nearest to you look up and smile. You, you, you brought us hot brown beverage? They ask intensely.
1: If
2: they tell us what's been going on, what's been happening, we can give them some of the hot beverage, hot brown beverage. Well, mm-hmm. let's, let's sell it. I don't
5: that sounds think... like market demand.
4: But wait, I have a question. Do we understand money? I'm gonna sneak away from, from the pack towards this pile of of jumpsuits yeah. and see if I can get myself like a, oh, a higher a, yeah. a higher level. Yeah, one. there's
0: the orange, there's some yellows, you think there's a green, but it's pretty gross.
4: I'm gonna put it on.
0: Yep. There you go. You've got a green jumpsuit. Are there
3: any more greens? No, just the one. <sighs> Can I get a yellow? Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, I'm going to swap into a yellow.
0: So these two are stealing jumpsuits. You're
3: working out a plan to make money off of this.
4: This isn't stealing.
3: I mean, do they belong to individuals? If there's no money, do the jumpsuits belong to individuals? They're assigned
0: to an individual. So basically, them losing their jumpsuit would be treasonous.
4: I put it on on top of my regular one. This is like an easy way of carrying it. So you
5: can reveal secretly that you weren't green at all. Maybe the money in this situation is just information. So well, let's <laughs> yeah, just uh, so that's, like, that's information just, economy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, so let's just trade you know for the, clout? The, the drink for infor- information. information on who that's makes the system. soup. That makes sense. Let's yeah. let's uh, like somebody somebody is going to be thirsty
3: enough to tell us who's making the soup. Who's the thirstiest? Yep. yep. So we're setting a thirst trap. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes.
5: Yeah. <laughs> who makes the soup? We make the soup. Who's making the soup right now? Oh, I I don't know.
0: Is this one
3: responding or are they talking in unison?
0: I think they're talking over each other. They all kind of want to get your favor to get access to the mop.
2: Can you take us to the soup?
3: Whoever takes us to the soup gets this mop full.
0: (laughs) Okay, so they, they hear this and they start sprinting towards the elevator. Um, Unfortunately,
5: the bot that's between them and the elevator...
0: I hold
4: out a a mop handle and trip them.
1: (laughs) wait.
5: I use a data bomb, which uh, renders the immediate area free of all electronic activity for one to three minutes. Okay, so... The elevator's
4: not going to (laughs) work. What's that? The elevator's not going to work, then.
5: (laughs) Oh, that's a good point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So...
0: You are surprised to note Art. that Art-3 is carrying around a large bomb, and you hadn't noticed it previously. It goes off, all electronics fizzle, and the
5: bot guarding the elevator door collapses. That was the original idea. I yeah. didn't think of the elevator.
4: I'm, I'm going to put on a fake mustache.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and now the rest of you don't recognize me anymore? Yeah. You think that I'm at, like, actually just a really dirty green level... Yeah, um, well, this is... Mustachioed. The, yeah.
0: So mm-hmm. you look around. So, so Cat-3 um, snuck away, and you lose track of where Cat-3 Dash is, although... I think
4: Cat-3 Dash took off a, it, the an jumpsuit event. and started dancing. But my name is John Ardo <laughs> 1. You've never met me before. Nice to meet you, John Ardo
2: 1. I use a grapple gun that I have. We're just pulling out all
3: the equipment earlier this mission. Do we, <laughs> can we use the <laughs> unused actions from the previous yes, adventure? Yes. Okay. Okay, okay. good,
2: good, um, good. I use a grapple gun to get the robot to attach itself to me and engineer that I am able to, to control it once it wakes up. I'm going into the elevator.
0: Okay, so the elevator door, you can actually open it quite easily. Um, It's not moving, there's no electronics because somebody set off a data bomb. Um, But you look down, uh, because the elevator's not there at the moment, and you can see down to the basement, which is where the the, uh, soup manufacturing area is located. Surprisingly, you don't see floor. It actually seems like the floor is moving, but it's a bit dark, so it's hard to see what's going on down there. Chapter 2, Down the Shaft.
5: I'd like to use some of my alpha complex to figure out how to get down the shaft. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, um, you
0: could, I mean, you could climb down. There are handholds there. It would require a little bit of agility, um, Which, it's only, but it's only about 15, 20 feet down. Or then I'll use athletics to do that. Okay, so give us a violence and athletics. Uh, four. Four. Oh, minus one, sorry. You're wounded, yes. I'm wounded. So, three. Uh, yeah, no problem. So, you're able to climb down. As you uh, get lower and lower, you start to smell an extremely strong reek of soup. And as you take one step more, your foot feels
5: a little bit wet. This place is covered in soup, guys. Come on down.
4: <laughs> I throw down a bunch of mops so that you can do <laughs> a little bit of cleanup. <laughs> Gotta
2: keep it clean. Ah, that hit me in the face. <laughs> Um, I'm stuck upstairs. I'm still wearing the robot. I can't let like, go of him because of the grapple.
5: What are you going to do with this robot?
2: Self-defense. I'll we'll come later. I'll we'll come later.
3: I need help down here. I'm going to hop down. I'm going to join. You're going to jump? Yeah. No, no, no. no. This, I'm going <laughs> to climb down to join. All right, Tash. The suit feels thing. fine. Okay.
0: <laughs> so you make your way down, and uh, again, your athletics and violence? Total of one. All right. So, you fail, and you slip and you fall, take a wound, but you find yourself uh, swimming in a orange-brown soup. It feels slightly
5: gritty. Thankfully, I I left a few mops at the bottom, (laughs) and it softened your landing. All right, so we now have two of you down at the bottom. We have
0: uh, Yaz-3 trying to wear a robot suit, and we have Cat-3 wearing... A green jumpsuit and throwing mops. at people.
4: I, I'm John Ardo one. <laughs> oh, sorry.
0: I, my apologies, John Ardo one.
4: Uh, I'm gonna try to shoot the robot off of. Yes.
0: Yeah. Excellent job. So you shoot the grappling hook is is uh, separated, and you are now free to be the way you were
4: previously.
2: Very grateful. I uh, cry because of how grateful I am that this robot Please is gone now. Please stop crying <laughs> and and help them mop.
4: Mm-hmm. I, Get the
2: mopping. I, will not be in mopping things the door open
3: at the bottom of the shaft
0: yes actually this is an excellent point so the door is open at the bottom of the shaft and a long corridor stretches ahead you're treading water or treading soup uh 10 meters ahead it bends to the right and disappears uh, and only the top meter of the corridor is visible as the rest is an orange brown river of gritty liquid the liquid sloshes about but there is no current Every 10 or 15 seconds, though, you hear a distant thumping sound.
4: I happen to have a dinghy in my back pocket. I'm going to pull it out so that it can float along the the soup river.
0: And you're using a card for this? Yes. What's the card?
4: Suddenly knives.
0: (laughs) Okay, excellent. So unbeknownst, in the green uh, green jumpsuit's back pocket, you find a hyperinflatable dinghy, which you remove, and suddenly you have a dinghy by which you may traverse the river. But of course, only some of you are
5: down now. There's only the two of you down at the bottom mm-hmm. right now. Can you so. throw the dinghy down?
4: I'm I'm gonna nope. jump
2: down in it. Put the dinghy so that we can jump and like land on a soft surface.
4: That, that well that was my plan. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like because we're not down yet, so I'm gonna come
2: with. Is, can I come with yep. you?
0: So athletics and violence <laughs> for you? Yeah, the three. Uh
2: okay. <laughs> I could have one.
5: A one. If the if the oh, dinghy, do pop, it, if the dinghy pops, if the if this dinghy pops, no, the dinghy
0: is does not pop, and so you have to, the two of you are in the dinghy. Art three is hanging from
5: the side, and Ian three is in the soup. For some reason, I'm feeling strangely compelled to take off my suit. Okay, <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's covered in soup. All <laughs> right, so we now have Art three naked. Um, we have. Cat Dash Three wearing two suits, um, and we had Yaz Dash Three, formerly wearing a robot, now wearing. And I've got yellow on. And you've got yellow on, yes.
3: <laughs> what and color was your suit? What would you like to do, Ian? Uh, can we're now all in this dinghy together? Well, no, you, have you? Yeah, because you were down already, right? I was already yeah, down there. Yeah, okay, so I'm I want to get I'm in the dinghy, and I want us to start. We're gonna start <laughs>
4: rowing, rowing with mobs. Yeah.
2: Of course. Wait, wouldn't the mobs absorb the soup and they would just be obsolete?
5: Guys, I'm, it's I'm, fine. I'm, I'm we can use I'm kicking. the sticks I'm kicking. Of, How deep is <laughs> I'm it? Kicking.
3: How deep? It's a corridor, right? So it's about ten feet deep. Yeah. You say there's a meter at the top. Yeah. So it's so about, seven is yeah. about seven feet. So
4: it's more like. Can we like push? Use the.
3: I think we should use the. How wide is the corridor? Oh yeah, it's about about three meters wide. Okay. okay so on either side, we're just going to use the the handles of the mops that we have and push off the sides to get us to okay. guide, guide ourselves down the corridor. Brilliant. We push
4: off the sides. Push, okay. push, push, push. I will supervise while the rest of you do the work.
0: So you make your way down the tunnel. You notice some small, not not the same size as the flying bots you saw before, but about this big, uh, bots swimming in the soup. And they seem to be uh, gobbling up uh, extra large pieces of grit. So you recognize that being in the soup might actually be quite dangerous. Um, and you were just quite fortunate when you fell in the soup that you were not attacked. You eventually float down the corridor until it broadens into a large estuary. A manufacturing area and the room is a tidal pool of brown orange soup in the center of the pool is an island made of boxes and old machinery standing on the island is a man wearing a patchwork of jumpsuits seemingly cut up and sewn together by hand he's grinning as you enter though he seems to be staring at a point next to you or perhaps slightly behind three bots are flying in circles they look a bit like eyeballs and make a low, shrieking whistle as they move. Chapter three: Boss battle. All right, so let's let's get into this. You go in the you, you float in. You suddenly lose your ability to sort of control yourself, except as paddles. He's looking right at you, so he clearly sees that you are there. He turns and says, "I am Crowley, and I bid you welcome." Your implants will not record here. Your aggression will turn back on you. I am here to expand your minds. And I know, I know you do not wish to stop me. Rhododendron. And then he smiles, happy with his little speech.
2: I immediately give up any plans to be violent towards him.
4: He's drugging everybody with the grit. I said what I said. Are you part of a secret society with this guy?
5: I have to admit, I I did consume a lot of the soup on the way (laughs) here. Yes, (laughs) and you are naked. Uh, Are
0: there any pamphlets this time? (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. Everything's very entertaining. Tell me about your (laughs) timeshare.
0: So he says, are you here to stop me? No.
3: We don't know what you're doing. (laughs) I
0: am bringing joy. I am freeing their minds from the tyranny of the computer's shackles. Alpha Complex is a prison around the mind of every clone in these beautiful little creatures. And you see, he's holding one of the small flying robots that you found in Sector FEB. Are the key to our locks. We have found a way out and a way in. Will there be casualties? Yes, of course. No more than 10% need die, and what is wonderful about this uh, mad honey is that it interferes with the cerebral tick. You will be reborn, but remember nothing of what came before. Freedom for those that live, a fresh start for those that do not. We will spike the soy vats, we will infiltrate the hot brown beverage machines. We will tap directly into the minds of every clone. We will smoke the man, Rhododendron.
2: I ask him why people need to be sacrificed for the cause in order for others to live.
0: Well, they don't need to be. It's just the nature of the work.
3: Sign me up. So what do we do next? You guys should try the soup. <laughs> <laughs> is the grit honey? Like, are you affecting the soup or the hot No, brown this is normal rumen? soup. I'm
0: confused as to why this one is naked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's true. making
0: the soup gritty? Uh, it's now available and extra gritty. It's more delicious. Some people like grit.
2: How can we help you in your cause? Leave. Why do you want us to leave? Why can't we not help you free people? And free their minds. Well, oh, you
0: wish to assist me in yes. my plan? Yes. Oh, excellent. Why would you want to do that?
2: Because we believe that we want to see what freedom might look like in your eyes.
0: Mm. He's a little skeptical, but he rubs his chin and what he thinks is a wise way.
3: What are the things flying above you, dude?
0: Oh, these are my friends. They keep an eye open on things.
4: I have been sent down here to do some maintenance on (laughs) your friends. I will require one of them to be brought down into my hands so that I can examine it.
0: You would like to see
4: one of my friends? Yes, I am here to do maintenance. I see. And
0: so one of them flies toward you. You notice that it's not slowing down. It smashes into your shoulder, knocking you down. You take one wound.
3: I'm going to use my friction enhancer. Mm Mm-hmm. My friction enhancer can increase or reduce friction by up to 500%. I'll have to do a science roll, but it causes machinery to seize up. As long as... Are they within 15 meters and within a 30-degree beam? Yeah. Then I will do all of them. Okay. What's your science? Uh, My science is plus four. And are you wounded at all? I have one wound. Okay. You
0: managed to hit the one that was fast approaching cat dash three... And it seizes up, squeals horrendously, and falls into the soup. So you are
5: unwounded.
3: <laughs> and I say, not cool, dude. <laughs> how, is the,
5: how does he see the world differently now that he is imbibing the honey?
0: The mad honey has opened my eyes. In what ways, I mean? Before, I thought only of my own ambition. I wanted to rise and rise and rise. I became a high programmer, and then this mad honey. Something after I regained consciousness and cleaned up the vomit on myself was new. I saw the pathway to freedom. I saw the need. The computer is not our friend.
4: I'm going to shoot him. <laughs> I think he's well, obviously he's done it, traitor.
0: Oh, did what? All right, so violence plus uh, guns. Two. You hit him in the arm. He seems annoyed, but not particularly injured.
4: I shoot him again.
3: <laughs> what? What can you tell us about Marwif? I, rem- I remember Marwiff. Yeah, you from, remember. Uh, you're yeah. the only one who remembers. Marwiff, yeah. yes. He screams
0: and points to you. And one of the balls comes flying towards you, the eyeballs.
3: Uh, So using the mops as like, we've got a lot of mops, like it's us and mops in here. So I just sort of cover myself and roll around a little bit underneath them. So there's just sort of like, it looks like it's a dinghy full of spaghetti (laughs) and it just throws off this, the AI in there. It can't recognize, you know, that it was a person I just see it's a big dinghy full of spaghetti and three people it wasn't trying to attack. And so it goes and tries to find me and loses interest. Alright.
0: I like that story. And so it does. It it becomes confused and it circles over above. three has, has
5: Cat 3's second shot gone off yet? Not yet. Not yet. I would like to enhance this shot with my kaboom. <laughs> ah a little teamwork. If we're, go- if we're going to try, we might as well. Instead of hitting its target, a ranged attack or another appropriate action, if you think you can get away with it, it hits something nearby, blows up with a three meter radius. I'm fi- I, my, my thought is it takes out him and the eyes. The shot goes off, just grazes his shoulder, blows up right next to one of his eyes, taking out both remaining eyes and knocking him off the tower into the soup gravely injured. Okay, so as you are taking the shot, you are
0: bumped into or some alteration from art-3 causing the shot to deflect. You are angry until you notice that it hits the shoulder of Crowley. Deflects because the shoulder piece is yellow uh, is a yellow jumpsuit which your red pistol cannot hit deflects down, hits some sort of gas tank that's located in the island on which he stands. It explodes into the air. Two of the eyeballs fly into the side of the walls and Crowley falls into the soup. He is not gravely injured, but he is hurt.
4: That's exactly what I intended to do.
0: (laughs) Your dinghy, however, is becoming increasingly unsettled. It was not meant for four people, one of them naked, fighting. (laughs)
3: I feel like that would <laughs> enhance the buoyancy of the there's less. If
4: nothing huh? <laughs> All right, I think you should get out and, and, and start Take a pulling swim. the dinghy. Let I X was out.
5: already covered in soup. I'm happy to get back in.
0: All right, so you jump into the soup. Jump into the soup. Ian?
5: Is there anything left of the island?
0: No, the island is, it's is completely... completely gone. It's, everything is soup, now. I'm
3: going to stay in the dinghy.
5: We we, we need to pull him out of the soup and get I, some answers.
2: Yeah, I reach my hand out to try... I use a mop. I use a mob to get Carly to hold on and pull him onto the dinghy. Because now we have space for that.
5: I'm pushing the dinghy. I'm busy.
3: I will help you pull him up and I'm gonna intimidate him the entire time.
4: I'm gonna like lose my balance a little bit and accidentally knock into Ian, who then knocks into Yaz and both of them fall out of the dinghy. Okay. And I'm left there on my own.
0: Yeah, no problem. So he reaches for the mop. You are intimidating, so what's your intimidate?
3: Plus five. Minus yeah, one for hurt with hutspout, so six total. Oh, wow.
0: You are very good at intimidating. Yeah, he's he's not happy. The robots were kind of his only real kind of bluff in this, so he's looking quite timid. And now, melee and violence.
4: Well, I'm like pretending that I'm uh, losing balance, so I I thought I would be using bluff and, and violence. Yeah, that that's sense. fine. Bluff
0: and violence is great.
4: All right, so that's seven.
0: Uh, unsurprisingly you are successful yes yes and knock both ian and yaz into the soup welcome
1: (laughs) i am holding on
2: crowley i'm holding on to him because he's hurt and he might drown and i give him a charming impassioned speech about how he should join us and teach us his ways In order for us to maybe get him back to his apparent love,
3: didn't we just try and kill him? I'm gonna attack cat.
4: There's two things (laughs) happening here. I am John Ardo One.
3: (laughs) John Ardo One, (laughs) and knock his mustache (laughs) into the soup. Oh. Oh,
5: Chapter Four, the end. Art dash three. i, I I'm going to end this. I will use my athletics and violence and drown this dude. So how many dice is that? That is uh, a three. <laughs> I killed him. Yes. So art dash
4: I three. I that. <laughs> wait, wait, no. Okay,
2: okay. So before this action is complete, I'm yep. going to use I'm going first.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Jeez. so what will you do?
2: I'm going first. I've actually been holding some of the socks and masks, but they happen to be good underwater too, and I give it to Crowley. Okay. So okay.
0: So year. you throw the mask to Crowley.
2: Crowley puts it on.
0: Art 3 grabs him by the neck, and they sink under the soup. I mean, I shove the it's sock deep
5: down his mouth <laughs> into his throat. <laughs> Accelerating his death.
2: Hey, I am starting to question how your parents died. <laughs> I think
0: there's no question. And Crowley has this mad honey strength that allows him to hold on to you, even though you're not wearing anything at the moment, <laughs>
3: well, and,
5: and pull you under. Uh, it's too bad because I have an improvised defense and an article of clothing that is, unfortunately, extremely slippery so is unable to grab a hold of me. All is quiet. too long.
0: How long have we been here? In this room? Yeah. That's about 40 seconds. It's been pretty
3: pretty intense. So my (laughs) friction enhancer has not recharged. We haven't been here for eight hours.
0: Both Art-3 and Crowley disappear and after a minute two minutes you assume they both are dead. But then suddenly through the soup the gritty soup emerges the naked athletic form of art dash <gasps> <laughs> 3
1: nice
5: oh god i got some grit in my
1: throat
5: <laughs> here have some of this hot brown beverage walk to clear From your the throat <laughs> thank you
0: chapter 5 epilogue So, this concludes this adventure of The Computer
1: Is Your Redacted.
0: Just as we predicted at the beginning, a naked sociopath drowns the instigator of this chaos in a lake of warm, gritty soup. Before we leave, let's hear one more time from our team of really smart people finding their way in a really stupid world.
4: Hey kid, got, it done, got, it, got it done, guys. Got got it done. We got it done. It was no no thanks to you. Yes, three.
2: Traitor. Traitor. I sh- sh- got do it doing. Got do it
5: again. Oh, boy. I wanted
0: to know where this went. <laughs> satisfying ending? No.
4: <laughs> I mean, no, for uh, me, yeah. <laughs>
0: why why was it satisfying for you? Let's talk about your ambitions here and and what happened.
4: Well, they were. S- I guess, uh, I don't know, to be in charge. I mean, my own personal ones, not the ones that I was assigned. (laughs) And I'm the only one left standing in a green jumpsuit on a dinghy, so I'm obviously, you know, the winner of the game. I mean, we're all alive.
0: (laughs) Ian, satisfying conclusion?
3: Not really. I wanted to know more of what was going on. Oh, here's a pamphlet. (laughs) (laughs) Stop trying to sell me a timeshare. You wanted to know more of what was going on. Yeah, I wanted to see what was the deal. I mean, I was fine with him going away, being being drowned in the gritty soup. Ultimately, like, but I just wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to know what was outside.
4: There is no outside.
2: You're not the character anymore. <laughs> I'm the one who
3: remembers what happened with Marwif. It's true, and so wanted to know more information. I had a, I had a, I, had, I still had an inkling. Everybody else forgot. Yep.
0: You're haunted by that. Yeah, it's dash three. Satisfying?
2: Incredibly not. <laughs> Incredibly not. I was so curious about how he was planning to change things. And I don't love that we chose to kill the person. <laughs> But like I am loyal to a fault for no reason at all, so I was loyal to him even though he wasn't providing us all the answer right then and there.
3: We had known him for forty seconds. <laughs>
2: I am a very loyal person. I said to a fault.
0: <laughs> and to be fair, we, we didn't kill him.
5: The soup killed him. And the sock. <laughs> and let's ask our dash three <laughs> satisfying ending. Ah, uh, very satisfying. <laughs> I finally got to exercise, you know, some of my, uh, you know, deeper
3: impulses. (laughs) (laughs) Always wanted to drown a crazy dude in soup. Uh, Who who
5: had dangerous society-wrecking ideas.
4: You're a hero in my (laughs) eyes.
5: (laughs) Thank you.
2: Maybe a villain in mine.
5: (laughs) I feel like I've fulfilled my role. (laughs)
0: Thank you for joining The Computer is Your Redacted. If you would like to hear more adventures of real-world experts playing an alpha complex, (laughs) let us know. So long for now from The Computer is Your Redacted. Then remember, fun is mandatory. The Computer is Your Redacted was created as part of the Algorithmic Culture Programming at the Goethe Institute Toronto. In partnership with Ukai Projects and Ferment AI. Direction and gameplay by Gerald McGrath. The Computer Is Your Redacted is produced by Brainchild Podcasts, which is Max Cotter and Alita DeRoche. Original music composed and performed by Castle If, aka Jess Forrest. The voice of the computer provided by Jess Gerd. Links to all of the wonderful people involved in this podcast are included in the notes that follow. The game Paranoia is under license to Mongoose Publishing. If you'd like to hear more, please let us know.